0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I want to share a story about the person I dedicated today's class to, Rabbi Ronnie Greenwald. It really captures so much of what we learned now in a very practical way. In a painful way, but in a practical way. Shortly after the founding of the famous Jewish Heritage Center of Queens and Long Island. This was an organization that was founded by Rabbi Moshe Turk and Rabbi Naftali Portnoy. It was an organization (coughs) known as the Jewish Heritage Center, and they were looking for a venue to do a Shavuos retreat in their work of Kiruv, to bring Jews closer to Judaism. They were strapped for cash, Rabbi Ronnie Greenwald had a camp that he founded and he ran and was called Camp Sternberg. So they asked him if they could use Camp Sternberg in the Catskills, They would had a campus, before they'll be able to upgrade themselves to be able to afford a hotel, and that's what they used. One summer, was in the early 2000s, the Jewish Heritage Center invited the Mizamrim Choir, headed by my friend, Rabbi Hili Posen, to entertain at an alumni dinner. Kili Posen, who grew up in Satme, is a, a fine and proud Satma Chosid, and wonderful human being, and Vada Meyit. He tells the organizers, he says, you know, it's so nice that you're doing so many things to bring Jews, secular Jews, from Queens and Long Island closer to Judaism. But what about all of the Chassidish kinderlach? What about all of the boys and girls who grew up in the Hasidic communities, and yet, for whatever reason, felt alienated and left why don't you do anything for them? Rabbi Portno was taken aback. He says, how am I supposed to find them? How am I supposed to have access to them? What am I supposed to go in to the big yeshivas and bate medrash of the Hasidic community and say, hey, whoever is not interested, come to my program? The question remained unanswered. The challenge was hanging in the ear. Anyway, that Rosh Hashanah and Yim Kippur, the Jewish Heritage Center, made a retreat for secular Jews who wanted to have a warm and inspiring Shoshana and Yom Kippur. And Rabbi Ronnie Greenwald and his wife joined the services. As the sky darkens, the sun is about to set over the horizon of the day before Yom Kippur. The shul is filled with men and women who came especially to observe Yom Kippur, to celebrate Yom Kippur. Many of them wearing the white kittle. As the holiest day of the year is about to begin. Around five minutes before sunset, before the beginning of Yom Kippur, a van pulls up to the hotel where the Jewish Heritage Center is running its program. And I kid you not, outcome of the van, seven boys and three girls, they're all wearing beachwear and flip-flops. You look at them and you know right away that they grew up in Orthodox homes, not just in Orthodox homes, in Hasidic homes, in Hasidic communities. They all went to yeshiva, They all went to girls' schools, Hasidic girls' schools, (coughs) and basically they were trying to escape for Yom Kippur. Where's the best way to escape? You find a hotel and you chill out. Oy, 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 the nightmare begins. They walk into the lobby and suddenly they see (laughs) a bunch of Jews who are praying and many religious Jews who are there. So they go to the clerk and they say, We want back our deposit. This was a mistake. We need to go somewhere else. This is not a place for us. He refuses. He doesn't want to refund their reservations. And he refuses their request. They didn't have a lot of money. So (coughs) they were standing there confused. They didn't know what they should do. What should be their next step? They really didn't want to stay among all these people. They were trying to escape these people. And now they ended up in the lion's den. Rabbi Rabbi Portnoy from the Jewish Heritage Center (coughs) Excuse me from the Jewish Heritage Center, comes over to them, and he says, guys, I know you're not comfortable, I see you guys are perturbed, but I just want to tell you, we don't bite, we're not going to bother you, don't worry, we're not trying to threaten you, we just came here for our program, do what you want, I just want you to know, that the shul is always open, and you're welcome to join us, whenever you want, you're also welcome to ignore us, if you want, don't worry, he was trying to be very friendly, and polite, make them feel comfortable, and, (coughs) They took their rooms and they went to their rooms and the rest of the crowd went into Daven Kol Nidre. Rabbi Portno said, I was happy that the teens stayed and I remembered when Chili Posen from the Mizamim said, God wants you to deal with the Hasidisha kids too. So we didn't know what to do, so he brought them to us. And I thought, you know, maybe after Yom Kippur, I'll have a chance to have a shmooze with them and I went to Davin Kolnidre, and after him, Kip, hopefully we'll connect. Maybe they'll come to the meal, and we'll be able to strike up a more warm and friendly conversation. But Ronnie Greenwald had a very different reaction. At night, they went to their rooms. But shortly after coming down to Davin in the morning, he sat out in the lobby, <laughs> waiting for them to come down. And as they came down, he began talking to them. First one-on-one, and then as a group. He listened to them, he validated them, he validated their emotions, he encouraged them. He made them feel they were not outcasts, but welcome members of the family. <coughs> in fact, he did not daven in Shulvah that Yom Kippur. He davened his tefillas privately whenever he fit them in. <coughs> but most of the day he spent hanging out with these kids. Now you have to understand, These kids went swimming, they were drinking beer, but whenever they showed up in the lobby, he was waiting. He was out there, smiling, welcoming them, no tension, no criticism, no flinching, no awkward faces, (coughs) no anger, just pure love and acceptance all day. He spent seven hours of the day with them. Again, they went to do their own thing and they wanted to get rid of him at some points of the day, but then they came back to the lobby. He just shmoozed, fabrenged, listened, laughed, joked, listened to their stories individually and in group settings. As Rodney said, these were broken vessels. Shivrei Kelem. This was the first time they felt accepted within a religious Jewish environment. The hours crept on. And as the sun was about to set... And everybody went into shul for Ne'ilah. Rabbi Portner says, we turned around and we see that two of the boys came into shul for Ne'ilah. He says, we invited them back for sukkahs, for Simchas Beis Hashever, And they and 25 of their friends showed up. We kept up a connection and a hundred of them attended the Jewish Heritage Center for the Hanukkah party. He said, we had to create a special division for Hasidic young men and women because of that connection that Rabbi Rani created on Yom Kippur. Rabbi Portno was in Israel when the news arrived a few years ago that Rabbi Rani Greenwald passed away. <coughs> he passed away suddenly in Florida. Rabbi Portno attended the funeral. As he left the room where the pu- funeral was taking place, he was approached by a young woman. He did not recognize her. She was dressed very in a very refined and maddest way. She introduces herself, and she says, you don't remember me. But I was one of the three girls who came to the hotel a few minutes before Yom Kippur. I struggled terribly in high school. I wasn't sure which way to go in life. I just joined this group of outcasts. And Yom Kippur, we did not want to have part of. Too much anxiety, too much religion. I spent most of the Yom Kippur drinking beer and hanging out in the pool. But that day Rabbi Ronnie Greenwald touched my life in such a profound way that I changed my direction completely. I went to a regular Beis Yaakov seminary in Israel and nobody even imagined the upheavals I went through before that. I'm now in Israel and when I heard that he passed away I had to come to the funeral just to say thank you. Rabbi Portno said that that entire group of kids who came to Yom Kippur today have all built beautiful Jewish homes based on Torah and Mitzvahs. He says they were so alienated. They were so cynical. They felt that even intermarriage is fine for them. Hasidic kids, some of them even despised the idea of having a bris, a circumcision, which secular Jews do, that's how far they were. But when Ronnie Greenwald gave them his Yom Kippur, they saw what Judaism really is and they saw who they really are. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend, storiestoinspire.org.